Yeah. See, every once in a while, you gotta switch it up. Do a little something different from the norm. We'll be back on track soon, don't worry. But for now, this is the detour. Good morning and welcome to the Detour Diaries. Season 1, episode 2, or something like that. I don't even know what that means. I think it means that I, I have hopes of doing this for a really long time. Um, thank you for everybody that tuned in to the podcast, The Icebreaker. Um, kind of just talking about what it is that I wanted to do and and the why, the what, the who, and the where. Today, after publishing that yesterday, I have a bit of a story to share. As I said, I was doing my 34 here in Little Rock, and it was about 6 o'clock. I'm sitting in my bunk, and I'm, I'm, talking, to, I'm talking to Amanda, and it feels and sounds like I'm being crushed inside of a car crusher, like I'm being smashed inside of a car crusher. My first thing is somebody's backing into my truck and um, I'm going to die. So I get up and I look out my window and sure as, sure as shit, I'm looking at a, I'm looking at a, the side of a trailer out my window. Damage done to the truck was scrapes along the, the sleeper berth and then the fairing back there by where the glad hands get connected completely destroyed. Having said that, it could have been so much worse. So now we're at the point of, I've seen this gentleman's trailer in the side of my truck and he gets out and we talk about it. And instead of getting angry, instead of getting irate or pissed off and, and telling him that he's a, he's a terrible driver and, and cussing him out, I simply helped him get it into this hole next to me. And then I told him we were going to talk about it and do what we needed to do. So my exact words were, well, I'm going to help you get it into this hole. And then we're going to talk about it. Anybody that knows anything about my background, I like to teach truck driving. I like to teach FMCSA law. I like what I do, or I like, I like being able to teach. Um, <clears throat> so it takes about five minutes and you know, I'm trying to direct traffic through this very small, very narrow pathway truck stop. And it doesn't, it doesn't go quite as planned initially. So there's only about 70 feet of space between the front of my truck and the front of the trucks on the other side of this parking lot. Not a very big truck stop, maybe in total of 45 spaces. There was a truck dead in the water about two-thirds across from me, and that encroached in the lane to my left. This driver thought that he had enough room to clear that truck that was dead in the water and then still sneak it around um, the truck to my left and get next to me. He did. The only problem is he didn't execute it correctly. He paid attention too much to one side. He did not get out and look at all. And he told me, quote, when I saw the spot, I felt like I shouldn't go there, and I tried it anyway. And I, I, I stopped and I smiled at him. I said, well, now you know that feeling that you have when you don't go or you don't know you shouldn't go. 
it's it's a it's a it's a thing that I say. If you don't know, don't go. Get out and look. It's kind of all the same encompasses all the same thing. If you're not sure, don't do it. <laughs> so we get in the hole and we're taking the pictures and he's apologizing and of course I'm like, "Hey, <clears throat> don't apologize. That that admits guilt." And he kind of looked at me like I was a bit of a conundrum. I said, don't don't apologize for things that admits guilt. I've been sitting for 29 hours at this point. There's no possible way that anything can happen to me. So I'm telling him to calm down, telling him to de-stress, telling him to not panic and, and try to maintain a, a positive attitude about it. I don't I didn't want that driver carrying this or having this in quotations, accident, looming over his head. I wanted him to be able to carry on his way after his 10 hours was up and actually have a clear conscience about it. I cannot believe that after the, the, the initial podcast drop that I am sitting here at this truck stop and something like that actually happened. That's not even the whole story. Because now we have to get the police involved, or at least we should get the police involved. So I'm in Little Rock. I look up Little Rock Police Department. Again, it's almost six. Little Rock Police Department's closed. But they do tell me that if it's an emergency, to call 911. Well, this isn't an emergency. It's even on private property. So I do call Little Rock, Little, Little Rock Police Department. And they transfer me to one county after I tell them where I am. They then transfer me to a different county after I tell them where I am. And then they transfer me back to the first county. And then they take my information. They tell me that they do not need to come out here, that it is private property. And I understand that. But the fact that I was passed between two dispatch units and while it wasn't an emergent situation, I still did call 911. You would think the response would be a little bit different, but it wasn't. So we are now at the point where we're exchanging insurance information. We are getting driver information and we're doing those types of things preemptively for when the police come out. They said they would send a trooper out. About 15 minutes pass, I get a phone call. From a no no name caller ID it is an officer from the Little Rock Police Department telling me to go into the fuel stop, get an parking lot incident report, fill it out, and just be on our way. While I know that it was a private parking lot fender bender, and I know that there isn't a whole lot that can be done as far as who is at fault, especially when most of these accidents happen while one party is parked. It's very easy to figure out. My company, my employer wanted a police report. I just, it just seems kind of bizarre that, it just seems kind of bizarre that you wouldn't, you wouldn't come just to make sure that the parties involved were okay. I didn't get asked, nobody got asked. Nothing was asked about our well-being or our safety. It's it's kind of nuts. So I'm not going to disclose the gentleman's name. I'm not going to disclose 
the company he works for. Not even gonna I'm not even going to disclose the officer's name because all of those things do not matter. It's merely the like just the story. And I, I told Amanda after I was done, I was like, you know, I'm pretty happy I was this man's first accident. And we're very similar in age. He's he'll be thirty, he'll be thirty five, I believe, this year. And he's only been doing this for about a year and a half. He's anybody that drives, you guys know that a year and a half. They're still pretty green behind the ears, wet behind the ears, still pretty green. I tried to combine two metaphors there and royally screwed up, but you guys, you guys will learn that I do that. Also with lyrics, I'm atrocious with lyrics. <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's my, that's my love's truck stop encounter. That's what happened to me yesterday after publishing the first podcast. I sat here and almost got squished to death by another by another driver whilst just sleeping in my <laughs> I'm kidding. It was a it was a truly wonderful time. Uh, and he was he was so shocked and appalled like it caught off guard rather by by my my handling of it by the by me not freaking out that I hope I hope that that driver if it ever presents itself to him, remembers how I act, how I reacted to his situation. And then that's just, we're breaking that cycle of treating each other like garbage, of going at somebody for making a simple mistake. Uh, all right, so speaking of simple mistakes, yesterday I, I was scrolling through Facebook, I found this awesome video awesome video. It was of this man talking and he said, a man goes into church on Sunday, he forgets to set his phone on silent. I'm going to paraphrase it to be quick. He sets his, he forgets to set his phone on silent and all the people in the church and in, in the church look at him and begrudge him for it. And the pastor openly begrudges him for it. Friends and family openly begrudge him for it. Now, later that day, that same man goes to a bar the bar spills, the, the, the man spills his drink over the bar, the bottle breaks. He's a little reluctant to do anything or to move because of his encounters with people that knew him and how they treat and, and the way that they treated him. But to his surprise, the bartender asked if he was okay, if he was cut by the bottle. The gentleman sitting next to him offered to buy him another drink. The bartender walks up or the barmaid rather walks up and gives him a kiss on the cheek and says, it's okay, honey. It's all right to make a few mistakes. Complete strangers that don't know this person were able to show him empathy and compassion. Now, granted, it's just a story, but the meta like the message is still the same. In our close knit circles or groups of friends, we, we're so often quick. We're so often, that's not the word I want to use. How do I want to say this? We're so quick to not even appreciate or recognize that the people, what the people around us are doing for us, but we'll say thank you to a complete stranger holding the door. I'm not saying that you shouldn't say complete, say thank you to a complete stranger holding the door for you. What I am saying is that we should learn to appreciate the people in our lives as much as, or be a little bit more understanding and forgiving to the people in our lives as much as we are and can be to, complete strangers that's my story that's my love's run-in this will do it for this episode of the detour diaries i appreciate each and every one of you that have 
tuned in to this one, to the previous one, and hopefully to the, to the ones that are, are going to come. Um, thank you so much. Stay safe out there, drivers. And we'll see you next time. Had to stop along the way to school, y'all, the detour. Yeah, so you can hate, that's what I hate to do. No wonder why my Spotify still got way more plays than you.